Welcome to Orphan Entertainment, the podcast dedicated to public domain and abandoned media. I'm your host, Christopher. Happy New Year, everyone. We are all a few weeks into 2020 now, so hopefully you've all recovered from any celebrations and have started to settle into the new year. Liddy and I have both been pretty busy as our 2020 begins, and we each needed a little breather after the holidays, so no film this month. So before I go any further, I want to first thank you for tuning in, and secondly, to let anyone who may not know that they can listen and subscribe to the show with Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, Podchaser.com, or whatever podcast app you choose. Wherever you listen, if you have the option to do so, please rate and review the show. Please join our Facebook group. Just search for Orphaned Entertainment. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, just search for Orphaned Entertainment. And there you can watch many of the films we've covered here on the podcast. If you'd like to email us with any comments, suggestions, or feedback on this or any episode, please type or record a message and send it to orphanedentertainment at gmail.com. All these links are on our webpage at orphanedentertainment.com. I'm going to skip the usual five-minute mystery show, but I will take this time to remind everyone that Liddy and I are looking for an original five-minute mystery story submission for us to produce and perform. I know there are plenty of creative people out there. We're really looking forward to seeing what you guys can come up with. This month, I have a somewhat timely-themed radio show. The Alan Young Show began on NBC Radio as a summer replacement situation comedy in 1944. It then moved to ABC Radio in 1945. The program was next broadcast by NBC again for 1946 and 1947. It left the air for a year through 1948, but returned to NBC in 1949. It would eventually make its way to television in 1950. It starred, not surprisingly, Alan Young. He was best known for his role as Wilbur Post in the television comedy series Mr. Ed. He was also the voice of Disney's Scrooge McDuck for over 30 years, and he, and this is where I knew him best, was the time traveler's faithful friend, Philby, in George Powell's 1960 The Time Machine. This particular episode finds Mr. Young safeguarding the very secret plans of the Van Nuys, California float entry and the Tournament of Roses Parade. A familiar-sounding character named Hubert Updike wants those plans to give Beverly Hills City's float an edge. This character is played by none other than Jim Backus. He'd later adapt this character to be the well-known Thurston Howell III for Gilligan's Island. This show has some fun characters and even funnier gags. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you tune in next month when Lydia and I return to the usual format. We'll be looking at a film that failed to have its copyright renewed from 1953 called Beat the Devil. It stars Humphrey Bogart, Peter Lorre, Gina Lola, and Gina Lola Brigida. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a really great time. But for now, sit back and enjoy The Alan Young Show from 1946. We'll see you next month. Bristol Myers, makers of Ipana for the trial of beauty and minute rub, the modern test rub, bring you The Alan Young Show. Well, it's Friday night. And once again, we take you to the little white cottage in Van Nuys, California, where we find the star of our show. The young man who is young today and young forever, Alan Young. Well, Christmas has come and gone. And we find Alan Young engaged in the great American pastime. He's at the bookshop, exchanging a Christmas present. 
pardon me, miss, but I'd like to exchange a book that I received for Christmas. I'd be glad to help you. What's the name of your book? <laughs> yeah. Well, I received this book by mistake. It was meant for somebody else, so I'd like to exchange it. Uh, yes. Yes, of course. But what's the title? Oh, I can't see what difference that makes. Can't you just put it back on the shelf? I've got to know the title. What's the name of your book? Whatever young girl should know. <laughs> oh, I'll be glad to exchange it. Uh, you didn't read it, did you? Read it? <laughs> Whatever young girl should know. <laughs> if a fellow stops the car and says he's out of gas, what's the proper answer? Open that door, I'm walking home. Oh, <laughs> I did peek at a few of the pages, yes. two or three hundred. Well, what book do you want to exchange it for? Whatever young man should know. <laughs> you read what every young girl should know, and now you want what every young man should know? I want to get the questions to go with those answers. <laughs> Now, uh... No, I'm sorry. I'm all out of what every young man should know. So I see. Perhaps you'd like a mystery story. Hmm? How about something in the Friendly Fiend series? The Friendly Fiend series? Yes, it comes in three volumes. Uh, the D.A. trails the friendly fiend, uh, the D.A. catches up with the friendly fiend, and goodbye, D.A. <laughs> Maybe I ought to get a detective book. Hey, how about this book here? It looks interesting. You, too, can be a criminologist. Deduction and reasoning made easy. Written by Clarence Club, brother of Sam Spade. <laughs> That's the best book on crime detection we have. Gee, I always wanted to own a book on crime. When I finish this book, I can become a detective. A great detective. And after that, district attorney. That's me, Mr. District Attorney. Oh, for heaven's sake. Quiet, Haddington. <laughs> I'm sorry, miss. Yes, I'll take this book. Zero. Zero. Uh, yeah. This new book I brought home is the most fascinating thing I ever read. Every page is full of startling revelations. Every chapter is full of action and suspense. Alan, you're reading Forever Amber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a book on criminology. Criminal what? Criminology. This book explains why some men grew up to become arch criminals. Oh. You know what an arch criminal is? A guy that robs shoe stores? <laughs> I'll show you how the book works. Oh. I can tell what people are thinking by their expressions. Okay. You look, look out of that window. Yeah? Take that fellow on the sidewalk with a frown on his face. Yeah? I can unravel that. Take that cop standing by the fence with a worried expression. I can unravel that. How about that dame with the sweater? <laughs> uh, huh? <laughs> really amazing. You're from small clues. You learn important facts. Gee, you're really sold on this stuff, huh, Alan? No, sir. Take that shirt you're wearing, Prince. Yeah? Just by looking at the shirt, I'll tell you what I can deduce. <clears throat> Braid collar. Second button missing. Torn pocket. Zero. The owner of that shirt is untidy, sloppy, and messy. Alan, it's your shirt. <laughs> of course, these starched cuffs do indicate a sparkling personality. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Good thing to have it like this, dear. Never know when you need it. 
Someday we'll be alone in the house like this. Everything will be quiet like this. And suddenly, we'll hear a shot. <laughs> like that. Honey, see, that was a shot. Oh, Alan, it was just a flat tire. Somebody had a blowout in front of our house. I'll look out of the window and see. Well, you're right, you know. It's Mr. Waverly's car. Well, the fellow who owns the gift shop down the street? Yeah. Hey, look, Alan. He's coming up our steps. Oh, good. I like to talk to Mr. Waverly. Such an agreeable fella. You're coming. Hello, Alan. Hello, Zero. Hiya, Mr. Waverly. Hello, Mr. Waverly. You just had a flat, didn't you? Yes, yes, indeed. And I thought I'd come in to use your phone, Alan. I want to call up my wife. To tell her I'll be late. Go right ahead, Mr. Waverly. Greatest little woman in the world, my yeah. wife. Yeah. Don't know what I'd do without her. We're inseparable. I've never seen you together. Can't stand the sight of her. <laughs> yeah, well, you certainly seem to be excited. Oh, yes, Alan, yes, indeed. I've got the secret plans for the float Van Eyes' entry in the Tournament of Roses. You have the plans, Mr. Waverly? That's right. I'm chairman of the float committee. I hope the Van Nuys float wins first prize this year. Cadmus, Alan, Cadmus... It's a prettier float than last year's. And last year's float was really terrific. We had the most beautiful girl in America. The most gorgeous blonde that ever lived. I didn't think she was so nice. Lassie looks better. <laughs> well, what kind of a float is Van Nuys building? Oh, I can't tell you, Alan. Can't tell you. The plans were a big secret. That's why they trusted them to me. I'm quiet as a clam. Keep a secret for years. Never say a word to anybody. I've known you to talk a bit. Biggest blabbermouth in town. <laughs> Tell the truth, Alan. I'm afraid to hold on to them myself. You are? Yeah. I'm going to pick out the smartest man in Van Nuys to keep these plans until we start building. Mr. Weaver, that's, that's right where you're wrong. According to my book on crime, the best kind of secret agent is a dumb-looking fella. You should leave your plans with a dopey-looking drip. Alan, take good care of them. <laughs> Weaver, you mean you're going to let me hold the secret plans for the Van Nuys floats? Yes, Alan. And guard them with your life. The honor of Van Nuys is at stake. Don't worry about the plan. Goodbye, Alan. Goodbye, Mr. Waverly. Ha! <sighs> Zero. Zero? Yeah, Alan. Zero. In this sealed envelope are the secret plans for the Van Nuys floats. No kidding, Alan. That's right, Zero. Boy, I'm glad I read that book on crime. I can outwit any crook now. That a boy, Alan. The whistler and bulldog drumming of your middle name. That's me. Alan <whistles> Young. <laughs> Friends, will you play a little memory game with me right now? Will you try to think of the food you've eaten in the past 24 hours? Breakfast, luncheons, dinners. What kind of food did you eat? Well, I'll bet you anything that most of that food was the soft, creamy kind. Because most of the food we eat is that way. But delicious though they may be, soft, creamy foods don't give our gums the exercise they need to help keep them firm and healthy. That's why so many dentists recommend Ipana toothpaste and gum massage. A national survey shows that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. Not only that, but dentists themselves prefer Ipana toothpaste two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use. You see, Ipana is designed not only to clean your teeth, but with gentle massage to aid in the health of your gums. And it's firm, healthy gums, you know, which are so important to sound bright teeth. A more sparkling smile. So try this. Brush your teeth with Ipana. And every time you do, put a little extra Ipana on your fingertip and gently massage it on your gums. Try that, friends, for your sparkling smile. Ipana toothpaste and gum massage. 
Alan Young has been entrusted with the envelope containing the secret plans of the Van Nuys float. Alan is very determined that no one shall steal the plans left with him for safekeeping. Zero? Yeah, just finished reading the chapter in my criminology book on hiding secret documents. So what, huh? Zero, I want you to go out of the room while I hide this envelope with the secret plans. I'll call you back so you didn't find it. Oh, okay, huh? Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll hide the envelope in the desk. Ah, first place he'd look. Under the rug. Now you'll see the bulge. I know. I'll hide it inside the spring of this armchair on the left side of the fireplace. <laughs> All right, Zero, come on in. Okay. Well, where is it? Inside the spring of the armchair on the side of the fireplace. <laughs> That's amazing. Zero, could you tell by the rearrangement of the furniture or by the displacement of dust particles? No, oh, by peeking through the keyhole. <laughs> You don't understand the importance of this. The Tournament of Roses is the most important affair of the year. Uh-huh. Certainly. See, each city enters a float which represents the thing they're famous for. Oh. Miss Pasadena's dressed in roses. Miss Pomona has her clothes made out of grapefruits. I'll bet Miss Los Angeles is plenty worried about her costume. Miss Los Angeles? The wind shifts, she'll lose her fog. <laughs> I'd like to know what kind of float Van Nuys intends to build. Well, look, Alan, why don't you peek inside the envelope? Oh, I couldn't do a thing like it. Here comes filthy Rich Updike. I wonder what he came here to brag about. I better take the plans in the other room, Alan. If he ever sees. Alan, I'm here. I'm here. Come gaze at man's answer to Queen for a day. You, but you look pretty happy tonight. Well, I am, Alan. I'm just crazy about the holiday season. I've been drinking one Thomas and Gerald after another. Thomas and Gerald, yeah. You sound like you're anxious to celebrate the new year. Oh, yes, 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 yes. In a few days, it'll be 1946. Yeah. No, no, you were a little mixed up. It'll... In 1947. 1946 is just ending. Oh, no. A dear old dad liked it so much, he's having it continue. <laughs> Glad to see you in such good spirits, Hubert. Well, Alan, you see, I'm chairman of the committee to pick out the float for Beverly Hills in the uh, Tournament of Raws. <laughs> Tournament of Raws. That's the red flower. Something like a carnation. <laughs> How's your thought coming along, Hubert? Oh, bully. Just plain bully. Uh-huh. Uh, we're sure to win first prize. Oh, is that so? Yes, yes. You see, it's the biggest float that's ever been entered. 33 miles long and 26 miles wide. Wow. What are you going to have on that Beverly Hills float? Beverly Hills. <laughs> well, Hubert, you know, Van Nuys is entering a sensational float this year. Alan, Van Nuys won't have a chance. Right on top of the Beverly Hills float will be the most gorgeous creature in America, dressed in a bathing suit. Uh, with a bare midriff? If it's not too chilly, I'll wear one. <laughs> Hubert, are you going to have oranges on your float again this year? Oh, yes, 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 yes oranges, yes. We'll have plenty of oranges, and every one of them will be stamped Admiral Halsey. Admiral Halsey? Hubert, you will be stamped Sunkissed. No, Alan, these are naval oranges. <laughs> But I still think Van Nuys, Van Nuys is going to win first prize. What did you say? <laughs> I 
said Van Nuys is going to have a nicer float than Beverly Hills. Oh, Mother, get out the Hershey bar. This boy is nuts tonight. <laughs> you can laugh if you want to, Hewitt, but I happen to be pretty familiar with the plans for the Van Nuys float. Oh, is that so? Well, that's a mink of another color. <laughs> I must get my hand on those plans. <laughs> Do you think I could take a look? No, Hewitt, there's nothing you do. Van Nuys is going to win. Alan, you mustn't win. Why, if you beat me, I'll commit suicide. That's what I'll do. I'll commit suicide. I'll climb up to the top of my tallest butler and jump off. (laughs) But you get no sympathy from me. You can't see those plans. Well, very well, Alan. If I can't get them, I'll send someone who can. Arawawa. (laughs) Arawawa. Hubert is always so sure of winning everything. Hey, Zero. Uh, yeah, Alan. Zero, I think we better be careful. Hubert is after those plans. See, yes? Yeah, you can't trust him. He's a regular Benedict Arnold. Oh, that's that fat actor, huh? <laughs> well, I'm I got this book on crime. Tells you just what to do in a case like this. Draw up a fake set of plans. That'll fool Hubert. Well, look, Alan, you don't know nothing about designing a float. I don't have to know anything. Just a fake set of plans. I can make anything. See, I'll draw a picture of the Van Nuys City Hall... With a cow standing in front of it. Oh. The whole thing will be made out of dandelions. That's ridiculous. How can you get a bunch of dandelions to look like a cow? Let five of the stems hang down. <laughs> I drew the whole thing. Now I'll stick it in this envelope and put it in my pocket. Hey, jump to think of it, Alan. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. If anybody steals it, they just got a silly picture. Yeah, look, look what I wrote on the envelope. Secret plans for the Van Nuys float. Hey. I better make sure the real plans are safe. Okay, Zero. I'll get the door, fellas. Yes? I'm looking for Alan Young. Is that you all? (laughs) (laughs) Is that you all? (laughs) What can I do for you, miss? Well, I was selected as Miss Van Nuys. You were? Uh-huh, honey child. The judges want me to represent Van Nuys in the Tournament of Roses. They told me I was mellow Rooney. <laughs> Rooney never had anything as mellow as that. <laughs> oh, sugar plum, you're cuter than a possum's front paw. <laughs> oh, I am not. <laughs> But I don't remember seeing you around Van Nuys. Oh, I haven't been here long, honey time. I have most of my life in Lexington, Kentucky, the tobacco country. No wonder Effie Boone can't talk straight. (laughs) Listen, sugar pie, seeing as how I'm Miss Van Nuys, couldn't I get just a teensy-weensy look at those little old secret plans for the little old flows? Well, how'd you know I have a little old secret plan for a little old float, huh? Well, I just knew they'd entrust them to you. You're so handsome and charming and clever. <laughs> oh, I am so. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I can't show these plans to anyone. But, Sugarfoot. Why, Sugarfoot, I'm the gal who's going right on top of your float. And I want to check and see if my costume's appropriate. Oh, well, what are you planning to wear? Well, I'm wearing a strapless evening gown. It's cut low in the front and cut low in the back. It has a ruffle in the front and a ruffle in back. In fact, I look just about the same from both sides. <laughs> Sounds lovely, Miss Studebaker. I mean... <laughs> 
nice. Now, where'd you all say those plans were? Well, they're right here in this envelope in my pocket, but I don't think... Oh, I could just hug you. Now, look. Step up closer, sugar, and get granulated. (laughs) Where'd you say the plans were? Well, they're in my right-hand pocket, but... (laughs) Don't hug me so tight. (laughs) You're bending my New Year's resolution. (laughs) Well... I won't know you any longer, sugar. I gotta be going now. Goodbye, you all. I hope I've been of some assistance. You certainly have. So long, sucker. So long, sucker. <laughs> so Hubert thinks he put something over on me, huh? I'm too smart for him. That spy here's just stole the envelope, but she's got the wrong plan. <laughs> City drawing, drawing of a cow standing in front of City Hall. Now Coming. Ah, Mr. Waverly again. Hello, Alan. <laughs> Just came back from the board meeting. You did? Yes, had a wonderful meeting. Decided to start work on the float at once, so I came by for the plan. That's great, Mr. Waverly. They acted on my suggestion. They always do what I say. My word is law around there. I am known as the big boss, the kingpin, the iron hand. I didn't know you were so important. They call me Stinky. <laughs> But I hope you kept the plan safe, Alan. Ah, I certainly did. I even protected them from a spy. I palmed off a phony drawing on it. Oh, that's fine, Alan. Fine. Mr. Waverly, I've been dying of curiosity. Could you tell me what the secret plans for the float are? Oh, I guess I can trust you, Alan. We decided to show how the city government of Van Nuys incorporates the spirit of good citizenship with agricultural institutions. And what did you put on the float? A cow standing in front of City Hall. What an idea, cow! What's wrong, Alan? Nothing, Mr. Waverly. Everything is just fine. Hello, Jimmy Wallington speaking. Hello, Mr. Wallington. Uh, this is Hubert Updike. I'd like you and your wife to be my guests at the Terminal of Roses uh, parade. Well, that's nice of you, Hubert. Thanks. My Beverly Hills float is going to win first prize, you know. Well, my wife has a cold, Hubert, and she won't be able to come. A cold? Oh, yes. We ordinary people sometimes catch cold. Oh, how long. <laughs> well, don't you ever catch cold germs, Hubert? Why, certainly not. Germs don't come near an updike. Why not? They wouldn't dare. <laughs> oh, now, Hubert, nobody is above catching cold, but most anybody... Yes, friends, most anybody can get fast relief from cold discomforts with Minute Rub, the modern chest rub that really brings comforting relief from cold misery. And fast. All you do is rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub's soothing menthol vapors begin to clear up that stuffy feeling in the nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen, here at last is a chest rub that's greaseless and stainless. Disappears like vanishing cream and won't stain clothes or bed linen. So whenever you've got a cold, get a tube of Minute Rub and get quick relief from your cold discomfort the modern way. The greaseless, stainless, Minute Rub way. Young's phony designs for the Van Nuys float turned out to be duplicates of the actual plans. 
Unless Allen can get them back before Hubert Updike makes use of them, Van Nuys will lose to Beverly Hills in the Tournament of Roses. We now find Allen and his pal Zero approaching Hubert's estate. Zero. Yes? I just got to get those plans back from Hubert. Well, here we are at the Updike mansion, Allen. Hubert's estate, all right. Nobody else had a place like this. Oh, what a big joint. Yeah. Look at that sign over there. This is property of Hubert Updike III. Main entrance, Beverly Hills. Servant's entrance, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Zero, let's go around the back through the driveway here. Okay, Alan. Watch out, Zero. The chauffeur is driving one of Hubert's cars out. Gee, it's one of them big, long cars of Hubert's. Yeah, Zero, stand back. Don't let that front bumper hit you. Look out, Zero. Hey, stop worrying. This front bumper is two blocks away. Here, what happened? His back bumper got me. <laughs> it didn't hurt me, though, Alan. Oh, good. Hey, come on. Let's sneak in one of them windows. Okay, I gotta get those plans here. Here, Alan. I'll boost you up. All right. Oh. Okay, I'm up here, Zero. I'll give you a hand. Right, Alan. Here. Okay, I'm in. Shh. Look where we are. In Hubert's bedroom. How do you know it's Hubert's bedroom? Look at that picture, Whistler's mother. She's rocking on a safe deposit box, knitting dollar bills. Where's Hubert? Oh, he's over in there in bed. He's asleep. Oh, yeah. Hey, Alan. Look at him. He ain't breathing. I know, Zero. He says the air here isn't good enough for him. Well, Alan, if he don't breathe, how does he get air in his lungs? Keeps the butler under the bed with a bicycle pump. <laughs> Alan, you believe all that junkie tells you? Quiet, you. Listen to Hubert. He's talking in his sleep. Lana. Rita. Hattie. Ingrid. May I kiss a lobe of your ear? <laughs> 58, 59, sector, sector one. Hey, Alan. What's she doing now? Probably counting sheep jumping over fences. What's up? What's up? Somebody's in my room. Hey, Hubert, you counting sheep jumping over fences? Heavens no, Buick's jumping over cardinal locks. <laughs> but what are you two doing in my bedroom? Bathroom? <laughs> Hubert, you sent over a spy to steal the plans for the Van Nuys float, didn't you? Well, I'm not talking, Alan. What do you think I am, a stool peacock? Never mind. <laughs> Make you talk, Hubert. I'll get the truth about those plans. Zero, give me your belt. Hands uh, me belt, Alan. Thanks, Hubert. I'm gonna hit you with this belt till you talk. I won't talk. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yes, you will, Hubert. Zero, pull up your pants. Oh. <laughs> now, Hubert, you're gonna talk. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'll confess. All right, now start talking. <laughs> well, I, I hired the girl, Alan. I wanted to show my Beverly Hills local win first prize. She's supposed to drop the plans off this evening. That must be the girl now. I've got to get those plans from her. Well, Alan, so Hubert can't spoil things, why don't we tie him up and put him in a class? Great idea. Here, help me tie him with this rope. I'll just take this one end, twist it around his feet, other end around his arms, once around his waist, and over his shoulders. There. Oh, Mother, I've been gift wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Alan. We'd better hurry. She's at Hubert's front door now. Oh, I get the plans away from her. She'll recognize me. Well, look, Alan. 
We'll turn out the lights and just make believe that you're Hubert Upton. In the dark, she'll never recognize you. Great idea, Zero. Shh, she's right outside. Turn out the lights. Okay. Come in. Well, I got the plans, Mr. Updike. Oh, it's so dark, I can't... Are, are you in here, Mr. Updike? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you got the plans? But I'm in the bathroom. But just a minute, it's so dark, I can hardly see you. Well, that can't be helped. Something has gone wrong with the Updike generator. You have your own electric plant here? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a plant in the right wing and a plant in the left wing. This is the only house with two pairs of plants. <laughs> oh, that was a witty one. Yeah. You certainly... You certainly do sound happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mother, get out the pogo stick. I'm jumping for joy tonight. <laughs> Where's the money we agreed on? Oh, yeah, the money. Well, I don't have ready cars with me. I bought a new Cadillac this evening. Didn't you buy a new Cadillac this morning? Uh, but it ran out of gas. <laughs> well, I know that you're good for the money, so here's the envelope. No, bully. Just plain bully. Well, goodbye, Mr. Updike. Just a minute, Miss Van Nuys. What? Zero, turn on the lights. Well, you're not Hubert Updike. You're Alan Young. Yeah. I mean, yes. Oh, she put one over on me, didn't she? Well, I, I didn't realize you were so smart, Miss Young. Well, I'm plenty smart. And I got the plans for the Van Nuys float right in my hand. You mean you have one of the copies? Yeah, I got one of the copies. <laughs> I also sold the plans to Azusa, Tarzana, Encino, Fresno, Cucamonga, and Redondo Beach. So long, sucker. Uh-huh. Zero. Oh, Alan, you and your book on crime. Now every one of them floats, floats in the parade is going to have a cow on it. They are? Yeah, there'll be 134 cows. Jesus. I better call the weatherman. What for? Starting January 1st, there'll be nothing but old buttermilk skies. <laughs> Alan Young will be back in just a moment. Say, mister, better take a look at your hair. Everyone else does. Better see if it's neat, well-groomed. Better rely on Vitalis and the famous 60-second workout. Get these three important advantages. One, Vitalis keeps even the driest, most unruly hair under control in a natural, masculine way. Two, the Vitalis workout loosens your tight scalp, prevents dryness. Three, the Vitalis workout routes embarrassing loose dandruff. Helps retard excessive falling hair. Yes, to look your best tomorrow, get a bottle of Vitalis tonight. And now, here again is Alan Young. Thanks, Jimmy. Friends, on behalf of our whole company, I want to wish you one and all a very happy New Year. While you're all having a lot of fun New Year's Eve, let's think of the disabled veteran in 1947. Help give him the two things he asks for and deserves. A home and a job. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Good night. Happy New Year. This is James Wallington to ask you to remember the two fine products that bring you the Alan Young Show. A panna for the smile of beauty. And minute rub, the modern chest rub. 
Alan Young can now be seen in the 20th Century Fox picture, Margie. The Alan Young Radio Show is written by Al Schwartz and Sherwood Schwartz. The part of Hubert Updike is played by Jim Backus. And Zero by Charlie Cantor. The music is by George Weil and his orchestra. C-3PO Loki Mace Windu Dr. Bruce Banner Captain Rex Venom Princess Leia Jean Grey Darth Maul Nick Fury Grand Moff Tarkin Captain America Lando Calrissian Cyclops What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes, because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. The Disney Indiana Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. 